Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm back from I'm back from God Zone. I'm gonna record episode 15 here. It's a um, it's a milestone. Why not? Right? I can make I can make anything I want milestone. Anybody can make something a milestone. Whatever, whatever keeps them moving, keeps them going, energizes them. It's called a milestone. Why not? It's a it's an intermediate goal pulling you towards success, helping you keep momentum. And so, yeah, I think I think 15 episodes, that's great. 15 weeks, consistent, and um, it's a milestone for me. So it's 5 in the morning on Wednesday because I've committed to posting every Wednesday, and I wanted to um, stick true to that. I was going to do this last night, but... I just didn't feel like I was in the mood to to do it, so I know what I want to talk about. I want to talk about God's own. I don't want it to be a race recap, um, but I think there's some some really cool things that I took away from this this adventure race. So, what is it? It's a uh, it's a multi sport adventure race. It takes place in New Zealand. Uh, it covered it covered over 500 kilometers. Uh, the full course covered 600 kilometers, crossed anywhere from five to seven days to finish this thing. Once it starts, you just keep moving. You go from checkpoint to checkpoint, discipline to discipline, and you just move with a co-ed team as quickly, smartly, safely as possible through this course. And in it's amazing. You know, South Island, New Zealand is incredibly gorgeous. We were in Akarora, which is just a little south of Christchurch, is where we started. And um, just wonderful, man. Just wonderful. So I'm back. Been back for eh, just short of a week. And appetite is still voracious, which I'm deliberately trying to um, not entertain, you know, resist, resist a little bit, resist a little bit. I feel like I'm leaning up really nice. It's kind of cool. Take advantage of that, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a little restless. and I'm not not broken. There was no injuries or anything like that. Um, a couple toenails I pulled off this week, last week. So other than that, man, good, good no worse for wear. So, uh Here's here's the, here's what it is. I like adventure races because they are hard. It puts you in a team dynamic, and you, you you're outdoors. You cover so much ground and see an incredible diversity of terrain. You pit it up against unique challenges. You have to navigate it the whole way with compass and terrain association and map and a lot of times the maps have been scrubbed meaning uh, they they take a map chip and then they delete certain information off the map and put a different overlay on it and change a couple things or whatever and they give it to you so that it becomes more about getting intimate with the map than just like reading oh well here's the name of this and then you match it up to something that you see and there's the name of that and you follow road signs or 
trail signs or other different clues. Um, it's really cool. Um, strategy involved. You have to, as you're navigating disciplines, so you you shift from mountain biking for 70, 80 miles up and down, up and down, around, pushing your bike, hiking your bike, riding stupid uphills, crazy downhills to hit a transition area, possibly in the middle of the night, tired, hungry, wet, and then have to grab some pack rafts, re- re- reorganize your kit, start trekking, and hit a river and throw your pack raft in the river and cruise down this, this river that's got white water in it, who knows. So, and it just keeps doing this and doing this until you finish the course. It's, it's exciting, those challenges that get thrown at you. And so I like I like it for for the adventure. I like it for teams. I don't like, you know, I'm starting to learn how to do things on my own solo and enjoy that a little more. But I really, I really enjoy life and experiences when they can be shared with somebody else. They're just richer for me. I feel like I express myself in a in a different way when I'm with others in in a more positive and healthy way too, right? Um, which means that I, I don't always want to do team events. That's why I do individual things as well because then you start relying on team events to be a better person or this or that or other people all the time when your source of power should be from yourself and your purpose so but I do enjoy these team things um co-ed and this year we raced with this lady Christine she's Australian I had met her a couple of years ago during the world championships down in Australia XPD and she is a machine I, I like to refer to myself as a machine but she's taken that title from me certainly this trip uh but i i you know i did not feel like a machine this trip but she is a machine i've raced a lot of races and never before have i raced where the female was the strongest of the bunch physically and that i would lean on her at times i mean let's just jump in there you know so when when we sit down um, I never raced with Wayne before. We're going to call him Max. I like calling him Max because his, his his email is Wayne at Max Electric. So I called him Max. Um, awesome dude. Never met him before. Christine brought him into the equation. And um, I brought Chris with me, Chris Smith. We formed this this team, two Americans, two, two Australians. You know, and I had met Christine at the XPD. We had tried to race a couple times together, but... It just didn't work out, you know. Um, I was prioritizing family one year. She had a work obligation the next. We decided not to do Primal Quest this year. Um, some injuries and, and a reliable fourth teammate. And it just all fell together for God's own. And um, I say um a lot. I need to knock that off. I really don't like um, um, um. Sorry, guys. I'm going to fix that right now. So we went down there, uh, God Zone, and Christine, I've raced a lot of races. She is just a stud. So going into it, already knew 
who she was, and she's training hard and everything. But oh, I remember where I was at. So we're down there in uh, Akarora, and first time kind of meeting everybody as a group, as a team of four. We had never trained together. I'm. Um, Chris and I are meeting Max for the first time. Chris is meeting Christine for the first time and those guys vice versa. And we we just talk and we spend like three days just gelling as a team, getting to know each other, who we're going to be in, in each other's company. And we talk about things. And one night I remember opening up because I have a, I have a, a stubbornness. It's, it's like a pride stubbornness thing. And, um, I want to be tough. I want to be strong. I don't want to be a weak link. I don't want to ask for other people's help, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I said, hey, guys, during this race, I realized that there are going to be times when I am not the strongest and most likely that I will struggle compared to everybody else at a given at, at a given moment. And I'm going to swallow the pride. I'm not going to be stubborn and if you say, hey, give me this or give me that, like out of my pack to make it lighter or put me on toe or do something else, I'm just going to do it. I'm committing to that right here, right now. And I don't, Chris knows me well enough. Like he even made the comment like, that's big. That's big for you. And the other two are like, okay, hey, cool they didn't really understand at the moment and maybe they do now, maybe they don't, doesn't matter but for me, like, that's big that's me making a commitment to wrestle with something ahead of time in order to not wrestle with it or or to be or to be difficult in the moment, you know, for the for the benefit of everybody else, because in the past it was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to be stubborn, I'm just going to nose down grind be hard, don't ask for help type stuff. And sometimes at the at the expense of greater success than would have been achieved, you know. And so I knew going into this race with Christine as tough as she was, I mean she's a machine. I've said that a couple of times already. That very well could be the case. And then Max is a phenomenal mountain biker. Now he only weighs like hundred and four pounds. And um but he can climb on that mountain bike. He's he's incredible mountain bikers, and I knew that that would be our weak suit. I don't like climbing. I'm a little heavy. I went in there weighing 205. Um, didn't get a lot of training time on the mountain bike in order to just condition the legs a little bit for for climbing. Not making any excuses. We can talk about that later. But yeah. anyways, long story short, there it happened a couple times during the race. Where, you know, Christine would be like, hey, Tosh, give me your mandatories. Mandatories are like a little bag inside your bag, inside your backpack that you have to carry with you the entire race. So let me carry your mandatories for you. I mean, it might only be five pounds of stuff, like T-shirt, extra shirt, warming layer, jacket, extra headlamp, whatever. And then she would say, hey, give me, give me a bag of food. And your bag of food, depending on your leg, if it was a 20-hour leg, could weigh three pounds for four pounds so I, I was I was excited that I was able number one to have the self-awareness and the humility to understand that that was a something that I'd struggle with number two that I was willing to put it out there in the open for them ahead of time identify it 
and then three in the moment of, you know, obviously a moment of weakness, relative weakness, right? Uh, to just commit and stay to it. And I think that's important. Something that, uh, I think that's growth for me. It's, I don't think it happens all the time. Uh, it's something that I want to work towards. So I was really excited this race to be able to do that. And I'll tell you, man, a mountain bike crushed my life on day one. I mean, we, right out the gates after doing some swimming, some coaster rearing, some pack rafting, jumping on a mountain bike, and then we just climbed, racing fast, racing hard, and then we just started climbing. And I got these cramps in my legs. I was like, holy cow, what is going on? And I, my legs just didn't work. Pushing the bike, and Max like put me on toe. He's got this elastic band from his seat that he connects to my handlebars, and he's pedaling and he's pulling me up the hill as I'm trying to pedal. We did that for a while and pushed, and finally made the downhill. But we were we were slow on that leg. I, I held everybody up, but um, yeah, it was cool, cool to recognize that, and then stay committed to not falling in that trap so I was I was excited by that but that's what these races do for you if you well at least for me gives you opportunities to work on those things I mean that's why I'm attracted to these things it inevitably it's going to present you to yourself through some something um here's another one uh like like so navigating I was I was navigating a lot Christine and I would navigate I'm a pretty strong navigator, rusty. Um, different terrain too, reading the maps and just getting in the groove. But uh, I love it. There's something really, really cool about you don't you're in the middle of nowhere and you have nothing but a compass and a map, but you can figure it out. You can get to where you need to go. And just building those skills, it helps you be more observant, aware. I just like it a lot. So. But it's, it can be tedious and it can be stressful because you got three other people relying on you not to make a mistake, not to get lost, cost time because you're, you're working against the clock for cutoffs. And so you want to be good. You want to be crisp and sharp, but you don't want to be super slow. And there's a balance and it takes a lot of mental energy because you're always connected to what's going on. Like there was no, this race was the first race that I was ever not able to like daydream or just zone and drift out I stayed mentally engaged the entire time on task at hand what's going on you know a lot of times during these things you can somebody else is pulling the wagon and you can sort of just like relax and drift and daydream and and it's not to say I didn't have fun or anything or, or didn't talk but I was committed I didn't sit here and think about what was going back on at home or anything else so the navigating can be really tedious when you're dialed there I, I love it though and um but I snapped man like I snapped twice and it's like yeah as soon as it it, it came out my mouth different and harsher than it was intended which I guess could be still consistent with like a mood you know but it wasn't intended to be that harsh out loud to others, you know, harsh enough where it struck me, and it's like, oh man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it to sound like that, 
you know, because it didn't. But it was an indicator of like a little frustration maybe that was going on that you're managing, you know. And I didn't, I don't like that, you know. Looking back on the race, that's one place that I'm disappointed in myself. I mean, and it wasn't bad. We had no blowouts. We had no fights. We had no none of this, none of that. But that was some place looking back that I can say, man, that that didn't come out right. Why? Why didn't it come out right? Well, I was tired. Uh, it was dark. I was a little stressed out. I was having a trouble figuring something out. My head wanted to say something, and it wasn't adding up. And then you're communicating with others, and then bang, and it's like, whoa. I'm I'm so fortunate that I'm with an amazing group of individuals that they didn't take it personal. You know, they're just like, oh, well, they, they recognized what I was going through, and they just they gave me they gave me that allowance and that's cool that's a that's something that I want to hold because I, I there's another thing that that I do that I'm working on is um patience with other people and not taking things personal letting them have their thing that's going on and realizing it that's their thing and I just happened to be a witness to it or a participant in it and it wasn't directed towards me or at me it it wasn't it wasn't meant to be personal and whether they acknowledge a i'm sorry or not is irrelevant you know and these guys did that for me you know and that is really that is really cool so that's another takeaway there was a couple different times that that happened and i i just i like i like that a lot it's a good reminder um for me here's the thing on navigating real quick you're looking at a map and you're going someplace and you find you think you're there or you think you know where you are and you stop and you look around and you're like okay here I am this is why I'm here and you start making the terrain that you're looking at the information that you're receiving with your eyes um in the world, you're looking at the map and the details on the map, and you are trying to make it all fit to what you want it to do or be. It's natural, but it's wrong. Um, you, I mean, of course you want it to be there. That's why you're where you're at in the first place. You want to go where you want to go, you know? And so in order to double check yourself confirm deny you don't do the same thought pattern because all you're doing is reinforcing what you originally think anyways so you could be wrong as shit and you're making that terrain that you're looking at match the map and you're forcing it and you're overseeing things you're missing things what I like to do is I get someplace okay this is where I think I'm at I'm looking around okay yeah hey that looks like the hill whatever whatever okay now why am I not where I think I am? I mean, obviously, this isn't when you're in an obvious location where you obviously know you're at, right? It's when there's a little bit of, like, uncertainty or something. Navigating at night would be one. And we had that situation a couple times. Um, and it's like, hey, why am I not where I th- Why is this spot on the map where I think I am not correct? When you approach it from that lens, you start to see things. 
oh wow you're right like that hilltop is at the wrong angle it should be at 240 degrees not 180 degrees hey i'm at elevation you know 740 meters but the map says i should be at elevation 850 i mean that's a significant difference you start looking for details that are inconsistent I, i love having an eye for inconsistency because it oftentimes helps you take your own blinders off you know um, stop you seeing what you want to see and, and, and helps you see what you should be seeing and this is this is something that I work at in everyday life inconsistency between people's words and actions uh, inconsistency between processes and stated goals things like that inconsistencies in what I believe in and and the things I choose to say or do or how I treat other people. And it's, in the navigation sense, it's so much more a tangible example when when I look for that. Why am I not here? What is wrong with this picture? Wow, I see truth better when I look at it like that. And it was difficult for me because I operate that way naturally. And, you know, a couple of the others, they don't. And so it's very, very quick to, oh, no, we're right here. Oh, no, this makes sense, yes. Or, oh, no, this is it. But then I could present a different, well, it could be like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it, yes. And so quick, so snappy to make um, a judgment assessment or so snappy to offer something, a piece of information as a fact when in natural, when in in essence it's not a fact, it's it's an opinion or assumption or I think. And I try to fight that, certainly in my navigation, but I also look at that as a parallel to to life, you know, stop throwing out things that are your opinion or you think or an assumption in in such a manner that they're presented as fact, because all you're doing is is misleading other people or confusing, you know. Um, And so I got frustrated a couple times. Once or twice I snapped and... You know, I'm not I'm not particularly excited or thrilled by myself for doing that. Um but something I want to work on, you know. And that's what uh again, there's another another thing like these these adventure races that are amazing for helping you see who you are. You know, in a in a time of stress, a time of you're fatigued, you're hungry, you're tired, you're sore, it's dark, you're wet, you're cold, whatever, whatever. Those are those when conditions are like that and you're dealing with other people the same time that have different responses to the those situa those those things, those environmentals happening. We all have the now character starts to show. And I want to figure out who I am and poke holes and build up build up the things that I, I enjoy that I feel that are that are good and strong traits and then look at the things that well I thought they were strong and they, they they broke down here why did they break down in this situation how can I make them better and make them stronger and um, your character that's when, when things are not hunky-dory that's when character shines not sitting here at a desk talking to you about character and doing a podcast or doing an interview or standing up on a TED talk. Those are, those are great places. Those are great platforms to reference stuff, but that's not where your character shines necessarily. You know, your character is, is tested and it really comes, it's, it's authentic when 
the chips are laying out on the table much different than you want or or perfectly arrayed, you know. And I like doing that for myself, putting yourself in challenging situations. It's, it's all the same thing. It's all the same conversation over and over. Uh, yeah. Uh, what a what an amazing race, you know. I was I was the weak I was the weak link a couple times, and that's that's hard to handle. Um, but I was also not the weak link more often than not. As everybody, we all had our fair share of moments, and there were moments when each of us were strong. You know, where we somebody else would uplift, whether it was in personality or demeanor or happiness or sharing food or physical strength or even just awareness, you know, clarity of mind or thoughts, opinions. And I, I really, I really like that. I've said I like that a lot, but I've had a, cu- a couple of those couple of bad moments are big to me. You know, I can think of like two or three, maybe four moments that I'm like, wow, I either really sucked or I'm not thrilled about who I was. And they're very real for me, very tangible. They, they, they're big, sticky in my mind. And I had a couple moments where I'm exceptionally proud, right? Like, yeah, I crushed that piece right there. Yeah, like, that was big. I did that. That was big for the team. That was a big ad for the win. And I know that each of those other individuals, those three others, have those same feelings, whether they're consciously aware of them or not. Well, they are, because they're very conscious people, uh, very self-aware, beautiful. So they're having those same things as they reflect back on the race. And yet, those things for ourselves are probably blips, tiny little, tiny little blips on, on each other's radar, because we're so sensitive to the things that are going on for ourselves. What am I trying to say? I think it's pretty... Well, I mean, it's not that complicated. It's pretty easy. It's just reminding myself out loud. I have something bad go on, and it's in my head. It's always bigger to myself about me than it is to the rest of the world or the people around me. It, it probably goes unnoticed. Same thing for an accomplishment. And it's not to say all the time, but it's it's like, okay, hey, hey when somebody else does something and it bothers me it's in my head it's bigger to me I'm more aware of it it's in my head than they potentially are even aware of it and I think that's a cool thing to remember it's a it's a making mountains out of molehills sort of spin on what's going on for you at any given time hey I'm on a high right now I'm crushing this I just nailed that yeah I want the whole world to know well or or maybe it's not that significant to the rest of the world and that's okay too or, oh man, I just screwed that up. Oh, suck, man. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. Hey, no big deal, man. Like, and then over the course of six and a half, seven days, that tiny little screw up is a drop in the bucket of experiences. And for you, you might be hung up on it, but for everybody else, it's just kind of like, yeah, hey, whatever, man. Everybody, everybody's got their own shit going on. You know, then they're not that interested in your shit. Not interested isn't the right word, but you know what I mean? I think that's a good good reminder as well because you can get hung up on things very easily. 
in life. And when I look at this race and do these things, I think like, yeah, hey, you know, the the 45 minutes where I just couldn't figure out how to get to the cave that was on the river because I saw, you know, what looked like a trail going up and I saw lights and headlamps. It's dark and we tried to do something, couldn't figure it out and we're walking around and getting frustrated and finally we find it. But, you know, we wasted half an hour, 45 minutes. And I'm just like, man, I, I botched that up. I should have been much cleaner there on that, finding that. You know, to me, it's a big deal. I let the team down. You know, it could have been better. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been better. It ended up, it was fine, you know, and nobody really was bummed about it. It wasn't that big of a deal to anybody else. It was just like, oh, whatever. But for some reason in my head, I can't not keep going back to that. So, yeah, those are three, three big takeaways, I think, for me in this race. Uh, Self-awareness of something that I struggle with and making a commitment, acknowledging it out loud for others and then sticking to it, right? That was cool. And to see that I could still do that during the race, um, navigation-wise, and just remembering, like, don't to re- don't reinforce what you already think. Like, challenge. Challenge yourself. Challenge your status quo from time to time to get a cleaner picture of what's really going on. And then, you know, things to you are bigger to you than probably anybody else because they've got their own big things going on. So, Oh, and then, you know, there's one, one other thing that was really interesting for me. I, I'm, I don't like to say natural leader, whatever, whatever. I've been in a leadership position for a lot of years, and it's just sort of what I do, right? I'm, I'm a, a lot of initiative pretty aggressive making decisions and processing information and taking charge and it's just it's just who I am you know a lead but uh you know I wasn't the team captain this race you know Christine was the team captain and I think somewhere along the line you know when you're navigating like you have a bigger role but not all navigate navigators don't mean you're the captain or whatever and you know, something that we'd never really talked about. In my head, I knew she was a team captain. And I felt at times, I I felt this through the race at times, that, wow, my personality is is kind of a little bit more dominating. And I'm not the team captain. I need to, like, chill. And I could see that, I could see that she was managing that too, or at least that was my perception, that she was maybe managing that too at times or felt like I was too aggressive or too strong in that area and it it was totally not intentional Um, but I became aware of it a little bit later in the course and I just tried to I tried to auto-correct and self-correct and be a little bit more on the on the back burning and it's hard it's hard to do that Uh, but it was it was interesting for me it was something that I wasn't even thinking about until in the middle and then even then being aware of it it was hard at times especially like you know I race different we all race a little different unless you're on the same team and you have your own you have your team systems and procedures or the way you do things together when you when you come together with somebody else and you race for the first time there's different ways of tackling problems there's different ways of processing things or needs you know and we just didn't have those sorted out 
in the beginning. And it, not in a disruptive way either. You know, like, I just, we both have a ton of experience in, in adventure racing and multi-sport stuff. Uh, and, and, and both have a tremendous amount of accomplishments in, in um, places where we could have been better. You know, we just do things a little different. We process a little different. And um, I just felt like, I, if anything, I look back at that and it's like, hey, Christine, man, I apologize if I made your job as a team captain more difficult because I was such a strong personality in, in, a, in, a, in a certain manner. You know, I, I recognized that going through is something that I need to be aware of. It's something that shouldn't be foreign to me either. But for some reason, I just wasn't in my head. It was it was clear who the captain was, but I can see looking at myself and my actions and and how I interacted that there was a unintentional, a, a undeliberate tug back and forth. I, I'd be I'd be curious to hear what you know what the others had to say about that. Just as just for learning, you know. And again, we never, we never had a team breakdown, man, and nobody got injured or hurt. And I feel I have a, a even greater respect for everybody on the team than I've ever had, or I had before we even started the race. And that that's never happened. Well, it's happened in a couple of races, but you know, to walk out of the race and have a greater respect than when you went in for the people that you're with like sometimes it's not a lesser respect but it's a different respect or there's certain things but um i don't know i'm drifting into a tangent here but this this was a you know and and we didn't finish the full course we just moved too slow there were cert there was like i mean the mountain bike held people back a little bit so we lost a little time there but um you know a 10 minute break turns into 15 turns into 25 and then, or needing a little comfort, so we got a little extra stop here, a little extra stop there, another 15 minutes, another 20 minutes, and then just moving slow through some of the terrain and, and stuff, we just we just got behind a little tiny bit, and we were low on sleep, so we we got cut from a pack raft section, we still finished the course ranked, which is awesome, um, but we were, we were cut we got rerouted and I think the route was actually a lot longer, less elevation gain and less navigationally tricky. Oh, but it was longer and we just missed the cutoff by a couple hours. So they bust us to a forward checkpoint. We missed one stage, but uh, super proud of what we accomplished, how we worked together. We came together as a team. I'm excited by the opportunities for growth that I've identified I mean, this adventure racing stuff. I I, I went I went into this race saying ah, I think this might be the last one for a while. I just take a break. I've been I've been racing, doing some things for a little bit, kind of hard a lot. And man, then you do the race and you're just like, I remember why I love this so much. So I don't think I'm done yet. But I think i think i'll slow down just a tiny bit maybe maybe i won't do three this year maybe we'll just do this one and one other little event or something like that but constantly learning challenge myself figuring things out sharing experiences with other people what more can you ask for man so hey i'm, I'm excited to be back doing these things so it was two weeks where i did some pre-recorded stuff um 
then next week I've got a I got a big one this week that I want to talk about for next week. So I've been working on this one. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Hey, thanks again, everybody. Uh, best to you guys.